Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the second, that's the one o'clock hour, second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071 Thursday afternoon. It's the 18th of November. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back on Monday. We've got Holly and Brian holding down the fort. And before we go any further, and don't forget, we're asking you a very important question today. What's your unpopular pop culture opinion? 651-641-1071. We'll get to Jane Campion and her hateful feelings in just a moment. But... I would be remiss if I did not begin the hour by reminding you that today is a very important day for giving in the state of Minnesota. Right, Holly? Yes, you said it's November 18th. Thank you, because November 18th is Give to the Max Day. That is where Minnesota nonprofits, this is a fundraising bonanza, and my talk 1071, we are back in Alive and Kicking this year. Exactly, and you've heard of Alive and Kicking. These seniors rock, and they do, uh, because we've worked with Alive and Kicking, um, gosh, ever since Project Down and Dirty Musical. They were stars of the show that we put on at that time. It was founded by my talk's beloved and adored friend, Michael Matthew Farrell, who sadly we lost this last June. Um, and it's a great organization. We're going to hear from some of those involved in the organization a little bit later in the hour, but it's a great day to give back to that group. If you head to mytalk1071.com, Click on the donate button. Uh, and hey, everybody, I think it's the first 300 folks who donate 40 bucks or more get a special thank you gift, right, home. Yeah, it's a Hey Girl, Hey t-shirt from the Jason and Alexa show. Now that's while supplies last. Yeah, exactly. So while supplies last means while supplies last. Yep. It means we've got a limited number. So uh, now let's go to the question that yes. we have asked you. Uh-huh. What's your unpopular pop culture opinion? And Holly, why am I asking that question? Well, because a director who has a new movie out, which by all means we're going to be talking about a lot because apparently it's very good. Academy Award nominated director Jane Campion hates superhero movies. Yeah. I actually hate them. She did. She said, uh, (coughs) excuse me, I'm getting emotional. Uh, she called them noisy and ridiculous. Uh, they said, you like those movies? She said, I hate them. I actually hate them. I don't. Th- uh, they then asked Ms. Campion if she would ever consider making a leap to superhero films. And she said the following. Uh, I think it's safe to say I will never do that. They're so noisy and like ridiculous. Sometimes you get a good giggle but I don't know what the thing is with the capes, a grown man in tights. I feel like it must come from pantomime. So she has strong feelings about (laughs) superhero movies, superhero movies, which I'm not all here for because I kind of, they're not my favorite. I kind of, you know, think sometimes they go a little 
overboard with like all the universes and things, but yeah, it's a lot. Fantasy is good for people. So yeah. that's not my unpopular opinion. Um, Holly, I, I, I imagine you've got an unpopular opinion too. Brian, I imagine you have an unpopular opinion as do our listeners. Can we get to a listener first and then you guys will share yours? Hopefully, please. Let's start with Matt. Cause Matt has a very unpopular opinion. At least I think he does. Hi guys. Hey Matt, hey, what's Matt. your unpopular pop culture opinion? I've got a lot of them, but my biggest two that I know you guys talk about quite a bit on the station is I cannot stand Adele or Taylor <gasps> Swift. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm outraged at half of your statement, but why specifically are you not here for either of those two incredibly talented ladies? Now, there, there's the catch there. I will never deny that they aren't talented and don't have great voices. Yeah. However, the subject matter is just... Why don't you just beat me over the head with a steel chair and a screwdriver? And yeah, it's. I don't need to hear about how depressed you are or how you made a bad decision. Because guess what? I could write a, I could write twenty albums on on bad decision making and and girls I should have never been with. Well, Matt, I thank you for sharing your unvarnished opinion. I was almost concerned he was going to drop a bomb. Yeah. On us. Thank yeah. you for not doing that, Matt. Have a wonderful day. Yes, thanks, Matt. Holly, mm -hmm. um, that is a pretty unpopular opinion right now, especially with Adele having new music and so is Taylor Swift. I mean, it's a good time to be an Adele fan. It's a good time to be a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, absolutely. Holly, do you have a, an unpopular pop culture opinion? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, one specifically that I will share. Okay, all right. Oh, I like that you have one you're not going to share. I mean, we're going into a thing that a lot of people talk about. And, you know, kind of like with Matt saying that, yeah, here at My Talk 1071, we do talk about this thing a lot. I can't stand the Bachelor, Bachelorette, yes! Bachelor Nation. I would like a screwdriver and a metal chair Wait, how do I to, <laughs> to all of that. I can't stand it. It makes me actually angry inside. I can feel the flames. <laughs> flames burning on the side, side of, of my, my face. face anytime now i'll be a good sport and i'll talk about it because i'm a professional yeah believe it or not so you're not a fan of uh the bachelor bachelor that thing yeah bachelor nation actively dislike it okay. it's not even that i wow. like don't like it i actively dislike it which i think there's a difference between like being like meh. I wish it would go away. I think it's toxic for our culture. Oh I think it's toxic on so many in. levels. I I rest my case. No, I Thank appreciate you. again, I appreciate the unvarnished opinion. I do not have to agree nor disagree. I asked you for an unpopular opinion. You gave one. I'm kind of there with you. I, I yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Brian, <laughs> I want to get to your unpopular opinion, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, so if you don't have one, it's totally fine, but do you have one? I hope you have one. Yeah, so off the top of my head, I hate, like, new game shows. Oh! oh. Yeah. Tell so me more like, about that. So, like, Netflix, you know, they put out, like, that one game show called, like, The Floor is Lava, or, the, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, it was just a big mashup of people just falling off the course and, like, onto the actual lava and stuff, and I'm like... What the heck is this? Like, yeah, like, what's the point? What's the point of this? And then, yeah. like, they just keep coming out with, like, uh, or like those new dating shows on Netflix, like, where they're like furries or something, where they have oh, to yeah, wear Oh, yeah, where a mask. they have, like, their weird uh, uh, makeup and. Yeah, and stuff, they yeah. go on, like, dates and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what's the deal? Yeah, what's, what's the deal, the with, deal? That? with these weird dating shows? Well, yeah. Okay. Now we have to ask you, Bradley. 
Oh, I guess I Your do have to have an answer. Your unpopular pop oh, culture hard. opinion. Oh my god, it's almost like I brought this question and I don't have an answer. No, I do. Um, a, the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise, yes. B, actually a little bit of Brian's as well. So my thing was going to be reality shows in general. And by that, I mean Real Housewives. I'm a gay man who doesn't like the Real Housewives. Look, there used to be a time and a place for that kind of television. And when I if if ever there was a show that I did like that was kind of like that, it was Mob Wives. But it was but but it was only because it was so over the top ridiculous that I found some appreciation for it. But I just can't. I just can't. It's just not my thing. I'm with you, Bradley. Again, I can talk about these things. Yeah. Pulling back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. You could talk about them and look at them as subjects in popular culture that have captivated people and then they become a launching point for bigger conversations, but actual enjoyment of it. I think that Andy Cohen should have a talking to because there are a mm-hmm. lot of people who Don't have been given who have been given a big platform and they're actually legitimate nasty people. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. Honey. You tell it, girl. We don't have time to go on, but I would love to let you go on. So <laughs> thank you for sharing your unpopular opinions. Yay! Please send all your hate mail to H Roberts at no you it's can popular I know it <laughs> no I know that's why we that's why we have them uh, when we come back we have some very popular opinions and by opinions I mean people we're going to speak to two very special people who are going to tell us all about the amazing charitable organization that we are helping to raise money for all day here on my talk 1071 folks from alive and kick and join us when we come back right here on my talk 1071. It's Give to the Max Day in Minnesota, and here on My Talk 1071, we are giving back to a great local organization called Alive and Kickin'. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley, that's Holly and Brian, and we have two special guests joining us to talk all about our favorite, one of our favorite charities, Alive and Kickin', Jason Hansen and Wanda Ponto. Jason, Wanda, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Now, Jason, um, folks who maybe uh, don't know Jason as well as we do here on My Talk 1071, in addition to being an old friend of the show and the station, Jason is also the Associate Director of Alive and Kickin'. And Jason, if you could start uh, start off this afternoon by, first of all, it's good to hear your voice, but also sharing with us a little bit about um, Alive and Kickin'. That would be greatly appreciated. Of course, yeah. Alive and Kickin's mission is to give voice to seniors and uh, and really show the world that age is just a number and that you're never too old to do anything you want to do. And we, we do that primarily through rock and roll music. So we've got a cast of performers like Wanda who um, rehearse every Monday and then we perform and we take our message out into senior facilities and theaters and inspire others with that same, um, with that rock and roll music so that you can prove to the world uh, you're never too old to do something. Wonderful. And Wanda, Wanda, you are a member of the Alive and Kickin' Chorus. Can you share how you got involved with Alive and Kickin'? Uh, well, I started out, uh, Michael, uh, Matthew Farrell was a good friend, and uh, I had always wanted to be part of the group and finally got old enough to be part of the group. <laughs> and um, so it started about uh, two years ago now. Um, love the, uh, just so inspired by the men and women in the group, some of them 10, 20 years older than I am, that are still doing things. They're not sitting home in their rocking chairs and watching TV 
but they're actively going out into the community and meeting with each other uh, each week. Uh, we become fast friends. We're like a family, uh, truly, uh, helping each other out and just encouraging each other. Um, the other portion that I really – pardon? Nope, nope, go ahead. Oh, the other portion that I really enjoy about it, as Jason had mentioned, we also do something called um, sing-out, mm-hmm. and that's where uh, various assisted living and nursing homes actually bring in um, individuals, and we sing with them uh, one Monday a month. Uh, we join with them to uh, sing songs that they're familiar with. We sing, clap. We dance and just generally have a great time with the seniors um, from the various uh, nursing homes. What really uh, impresses me is when I very first started, Michael uh, made a point of saying that one of the things that seniors, when we went to assisted living centers, again, prior to pandemic, was that, you know, we could actually touch and talk to these seniors as they sang with us. And uh, it's really it's just rewarding from my perspective, not only, you know, showing me that I can do more, but also giving back and showing people um, enjoyment. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you were able to put that um, to words, Wanda, because I think that the amazing thing that I've come to experience about Alive and Kickin', and I know everybody who's interacted with the organization or who's been a part of it, it's like a two-way street. So, you know, making a contribution on a day like today, Give to the Max, um, to Alive and Kickin', specifically, you know, it not only is going to allow performers like Wanda to have that outlet of creativity, but also to, you know, keep their minds and bodies active at this time in their life. But then there's also a community that's being served by Wanda and her fellow performers as well. So it's, it's like this, it's sort of a two for one experience. And Jason, I imagine um, you feel similarly. And if you could talk a little bit to what a contribution to alive and kick and actually provides the organization or allows you guys. Yeah, of course. I mean, we have, uh, we have about 40 members and, you know, not only do we just have a rehearsal space that we need to, uh, to pay for and music and, and all those things, but, um, but when it comes time, we, we t- tend to put on a giant show with costumes and lights and it's, uh, it's a spectacle. And so, uh, I think that's part of the experience is it's not just, um, you know, showing up in, in someone's, uh, <laughs> basement, but mm-hmm. we really do feel like we owe these, um, seniors an experience that's worthy of a professional level. And, uh, and that's something that Michael had instilled in, uh, in our organization um, and, and something that I think people are constantly wowed by. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped. Now streaming 
only on Hulu. Uh, though they're not just the quality, but the the band and the lighting, and uh, it's it's a really impressive um, show to see, um, as well as just providing um, resources to be able to go into a senior facility and uh, and, and give them some joy. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Now, you know, speaking to your big performances, uh, Jason Wanda, is uh, Alive and Kickin' in rehearsals? Are you planning your next big performance? What's happening so that we can go and we can see you? Yes, we are. We have uh, we started a brand new season. Uh, we just announced it's called Life is a Cabaret. And so all of the songs are about living life to the fullest. And uh, the stories, because we share stories, are, are all... Um, from the seniors' lives about those topsy-turvy times in our life. And we've got some wild stories to be able to share. Uh, and, and our big showcase will be coming up in June. So it's a little ways away, but we've got a lot of rehearsing and a lot of um, uh, community concerts that we'll be giving uh, throughout the year. And uh, we'd love to see you all in June. Absolutely. And Wanda, are you excited for the upcoming performance? Absolutely. It's going to be great fun. The The last performance we had, we kind of had a year and a half of rehearsal with the pandemic. And now that we're out of, not out of the pandemic, but certainly viewing it differently, uh, it's going to be great. Absolutely. Well, Wanda and Jason, thank you guys both for spending some time with us today to tell the world why Alive and Kickin' is so special. And we wish you all the best. And I can't wait till we can see you guys and hug you um, in person again Same soon. Thank you. Thanks for having us and, and, and talking about organization. It's really special. Oh, thank you guys so much. All right. That's uh, Jason Hansen and Wanda Ponto, both from Alive and Kickin'. Head to mytalk1071.com all day today for Give to the Max in Minnesota Day. Uh, you can make your contributions there. The first 300 folks are going to get a Jason and Alexis Hey Girl Hey T-shirt. Hey, if you donate over $40, just go to mytalk1071.com, click on the Give to the Max image, or use keyword give, mytalk1071.com, keyword give, and make your donation to Alive and Kickin' right now. Thank you, Holly. And when we come back, celebrities behaving badly. We call them... Deepers. We'll be right back. Burr. Burr. Holly's literally wearing a winter jacket. It's cold in here. If today was a song, it would be Against the Wind by Bob Seger. Oh, God. Wow. Good afternoon and welcome to the oldies here on Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Brian, for the weather, even though it's chilly. Let's get right to those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Speaking of winter, guess who my D Bag is? Um, um, the, uh, heat miser. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> a good Santa guess. Santa Claus is coming heat to town. Miser. Who is it? No, uh, New York Post. And oh. I know you're like, well, uh, well, what? yeah, I mean, hello. It's a day that ends in Y. But why today? Here's a headline for you. Cold weather can cause winter vagina. <laughs> what? What? Excuse me, what? What? What is you that? heard me right the first time. Cold weather can cause winter lady parts. I mean, is that like dressing for your color? <laughs> like, I'm a winter vagina. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, okay. I actually do because I had to read the story for, <laughs> for this segment. Otherwise, it'd be weird. I saw the headline yesterday that cold weather can cause something called winter. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> It got me wondering, what's winter for her? Well, and in fact, it? Holly, you were here yesterday when I discovered this article, and I'm pretty sure you heard me yell, Holly! 
Have you ever heard of winter? <laughs> well, I have one of those, but no, <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Please tell me. And then I read the article and it goes, winter is coming. And it it's coming with a chilling warning. It turns out the winter vagina could be a thing, according to one expert. Okay, so right at, right at the very okay. beginning, they're telling you this is nothing to worry about. Because it says it could be a thing, according to one expert. Also, what constitutes a winter vagina expert? Says the New York Post. Says the New York Post. I can only imagine. Well, uh, we all know, says the New York Post, as the temperature drops and the heating gets switched on, that can play havoc with your skin Mm. down there. And that's basically what it's talking about. Uh Um, It says dry skin and chapped lips become more of a problem, leaving us reaching for the hand cream and the lip balm. Chapped lips, huh? It's a problem. But could that drought affect all parts of the body, including, yep, you guessed it, your private parts? Mary Burke, a former National Health Service midwife in the UK. Okay, so she's an expert on that. Great. What does she have to say? She says that women may well, meaning they might, suffer from dryness during the winter months. Dry autumn and winter air depletes moisture from our bodies, leaving our skin dehydrated, cracked, and our sinuses parched. Okay, none of this do I have an issue with. I am not here to question lady science, mm-hmm. which is really just science, science. But but I think that's the framing they're giving you. Of course it is. <laughs> the, like, issue, guess the issue I have is winter woohoo. Like, I mean, can't they just say like, hey, guys. Overall, it's a good idea to stay hydrated this winter because your skin will thank you. Yeah. You don't have to focus like right in on the zone, right? Yeah. Like, also, do you guys have winter junk? Well, that's that was my question. Winter wiener? That was my question. Winter wang? I mean, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what is the equivalent? Thank you very much. Because I actually, thinking of anatomy, mm-hmm. would probably be more concerned for winter weenus. Yeah. Because there's more square centimeter exposed to the elements yeah. than there would be for winter vagina. I mean, winter vagina. I mean, and what kind <laughs> I of I feel expert- bad for the person who tuned in right now <laughs> on their way to work. Like, what did I just do to myself? I don't. It's a gift. <laughs> it truly is. Glad you're here. Thank you. It's the Colleen Bradley show. And our keep deep- listening. <laughs> keep listening. Because if this was a health expert, she would know. They would know that. The vagina is not the part that you need to be concerned about. It's actually probably the labia. You got winter labia. Well, you know what I love about this is in the very same article where they, you know, they're like, winter vagina? Is it a thing? <laughs> that Which is meant to scare you, I think, if you have one of those. Like, I have to worry about this now, right? So and then they find like a midwife who, you know, had some ideas about things, right? Yeah. Well, then they actually, in the same article, turn to somebody I know you are aware of. And her name is Dr. Jen Gunter. Do you remember her? Yeah, she's the uh, anti-goop OBGYN. Yeah, she's basically uh, an actual scientist doctor lady who doesn't really have any time for your weird ideas about, you know, health that aren't actually backed up by science. She's very anti-jade egg. So she goes, "Um, yeah, this is not a thing. Uh, Uh... I'm just going to say it. I'm yeah, sorry. Please, it's fine. It's Vaginal science. Vaginal dryness. 
That's fine. It happens. I know. It's a thing. She says that has nothing to do with the temperature outside. Rather, it's caused by estrogen levels and some medications and something called thrush. She says vaginas function quite well in all seasons. The vagina maintains a steady temperature because it's inside your body. Thank you. There it is. Debate aside, vaginal dryness is a seriously debilitating condition that can affect women of all ages. But it has nothing to do with the fact that it's winter outside. So just because it's cold outside doesn't mean it's cold inside. That's fine. Just make a sweater. Down there? Yeah. Well, you kind of have one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Make it happen. You can do it. Let it happen. Let it happen. I'm saying, if you are really... The images we are all now imagining in our head. What I'm saying (sighs) is that if it is an issue for you, if winter vagina, quote unquote, is an issue for you, you can go and make a sweater and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Also, it's not a thing. Thank you. If you're dry down there, go to your doctor. Yes. They'll figure it out. Yes. Otherwise, if you're cold, put on some pants. Thank you. Because as long, I mean, not only is it inside of you, you know, for example, my downstairs area, if it were cold, I would put on underpants. Yeah. And then a pair of pants. Merino. And then maybe a second pair of pants. Maybe some merino wool. Yeah. Works wonders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to the New York Post. No. Jeez. Also, come on. can you imagine somebody going, oh, God, now I have to worry about this? No. 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 Uh, I'm sure in the summer we will then be gifted to an article, Summer Wahina. Well, wasn't there something with uh, Summer Schweenus at some point? Didn't Was some, there? I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm having a summer spider dong? sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somewhere, Bradley, I'm sure that on this show. What is that exactly? I, I don't know. Like but sweaty? I, maybe. Okay. We've had a conversation about bits and pieces being affected by summertime. I'm sorry. I can't recall it right now. But what I'm saying is that this is a seasonal trend piece that some yeah. editor is like, I know what's going to get clicks. <laughs> Winter vagina. Yes, exactly. And it worked. Yep. For this segment, Holly, who's your D-bag? Well, it's a many-layered D-bag, and I kind of feel bad by calling a dog my D-bag of the day. Oh, tell me more, you dog hater, you. But it's not the dog's fault. Okay. No, I I, I laugh because I actually know the story you're going to tell, and I think you are absolutely right to include it in this segment. Please tell us about the dog in question. Yeah, it's Gunther the Fourth. Now, for those who don't know what Gunther or who Gunther the Fourth is, who is Gunther the Fourth? Gunther the Fourth is a German Shepherd that lives in Miami. Now, you might be asking, well, you're a crab apple if you got beef with a dog who lives in Florida, but I do. Because well, yeah, you're not in Florida. Yeah. Because you're up here with your winter vagina. That's right. <laughs> and I'm cold. But Gunther the Fourth is my D bag of the day, kind of. Because Gunther the Fourth has just put his fifty million dollar Miami mansion on the market. It can be yours. Excuse me, it's thirty one million numbers. So the words that just came out of your mouth to reiterate, because again, I know the story, but I think the listener might go to them say to themselves, Did she just say the dog put his house up for sale? Yes, the dog put his house up for sale, and it's not something in the backyard that says Fido on it. So this dog actually owns this $30 million house. Now, rather, how is this possible? Because tax laws, Bradley. Because a German countess named Carlota Liebenstein willed her dog her estate when she died in 1992. Now, wait. I thought most dogs live 
like what, 10, 15 years? Yeah. yeah. 1992? That's decades ago. Yeah. Well, this is an instance, Bradley, of hereditary wealth gone to the dogs. Literally, this is the descendant of the original dog that this woman, Carlota Liebenstein, willed her estate to. So since 1992, a group of handlers, actual human beings, have handled the estate of the Gunthers. Dogs. Dogs. Thank you. Where the dogs do things like go to trips to Milan, Italy. Gunthers, four, three, two, have gone to the Bahamas. Dine out at restaurants every night. The dogs are well socialized. And let's be a clear. Chef, a chef, Bradley, cooks <laughs> Gunther the Fourth his breakfast each morning. Finest meats, fresh vegetables, and rice. And sometimes Gunther the Fourth, who I'm sure probably eats his own poop if he can, enjoys <laughs> caviar on occasion. And also, um, this house that went up for sale, previously owned, the dog actually bought the house from? Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. So this dog... Is literally <laughs> inheriting wealth, the yeah. likes of which the average American will never see in no. his or her life. No. I hope you feel miserable about the state of affairs. Yes. I just <laughs> looked at my life, Bradley, yesterday when I saw Gunther the Fourth. Now, Gunther the Fourth is a cute dog and probably a very good boy. But I looked at my life compared to Gunther's and I you just know, looked off into the distance. You know who distance. would feel worse in this scenario? I think the person that feels worse in this scenario than we do just reading the story about the dog who, you know, through no uh, through no effort of his her own inherited several millions of dollars is are, are the individuals that are tasked with taking care of this dog, meaning like there are people who are getting paid a sum of money to go along on all these trips. And I know you say to yourself, well, that's probably pretty awesome, right? I want that gig. Until you realize the dog is worth more than you are. Imagine the performance <laughs> reviews, Bradley. I know. Because the, the dog... Gunther, Bad human. Bad. Woof. <laughs> How did you do this year? Bark. The dog, Gunther the Fourth. Like, what's your bonus for the year? Here's some treats. Yeah, a milk bone. Here's a milk bone. <laughs> if you're lucky, you're going to throw it over the fence for Yes, you, you get to go yeah. to Italy as my bitch. <laughs> yes! <laughs> because Gunther the Fourth's estate, by the way, before we leave this, is now worth almost half a billion dollars. Okay. Gunther has purchased sports teams, including what? a men's... This dog <laughs> owns sports teams? Yes, including a men's soccer team, a woman's swimming team... And yes, Gunther played on the field and attends meets. That's so ridiculous. I laugh because I have no rage left in sight. I laugh <laughs> because my soul cries. Wow. You know, Holly, thank you so much for making us all feel like uh, less than a dog. Because we are. Somebody needs to do this Hulu series or like, I don't know, podcast. Whatever this is, it needs to be a thing. The uh, the life of this dog who will live better a better life than most Americans ever will. Mm-hmm. And probably most people on the planet. Okay, great. <laughs> so, speaking of things we can watch, here's a show you actually can watch, and Holly's been watching it. The Curse of Von Dutch! Whoa! Holly, <laughs> Holly's going to tell us whether it's worth watching when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Head over to MyTalk1071.com today, all day, to give back. 
It's Give to the Max Day here in Minnesota and on My Talk 1071. We are encouraging you to contribute to uh, one of our favorite local charities, Alive and Kickin', who we got to know during Project Down and Dirty Musical and more. Head to MyTalk1071.com and good afternoon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Afternoon, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. Now, Holly's got something that she's watching, which means it's time for a little Here's What We're Watching Live. You you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's Here's What We're Watching Live. What you watching, Holly? Bradley. It's. A spooky trucker hat nightmare coming back. What? Do you remember the year 2003, 2004? Uh, yes, mostly because I got sober in 2003, so that's when I started remembering things again. Okay, fantastic. Bradley, did you ever wear a trucker hat? Zero chance ever. Did no. you Did you ever wear a shirt that said Von Dutch on it? Oh, no. Okay. That was not my style. But do you remember them, right? I do, of course. That was a very big... Uh, phase that a lot of people went through, the Von Dutch phase. Yes, the Von Dutch phase. Now, if you're not familiar with the Von Dutch phase, Google the year 2003 in Paris Hilton, and that will bring you right there. So Von Dutch was a streetwear brand that all the celebrities loved, and it seemed to come out of the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden, people like Ashton Kutcher were wearing trucker hats that said Von Dutch on them, with a little wink and a nod and a little uh, a little bit of irony. T-shirts that said Von Dutch on them. Now, I will admit... I did have a Von Dutch t-shirt. Of course you did. In the year 2004. Because you were I, trying to be fancy. I was trying to be fancy. Back in that metro area suburb. Well, I was were in college. In, oh, you were in college then? Yeah, okay. I was in college. I you went, were in high school. No. I went to the U. I went to Gadzooks. I went to my local mall because I Gadzooks. was like, these celebrities are wearing Von Dutch. Surely this is a cool streetwear brand and yeah. I want to be cool. I failed. I think a lot of other people failed. Well, you know, I mean, it was cool then. But it was cool. cool. Right. So Von Dutch essentially was the precursor to Ed Hardy. And now we're getting a docuseries about the history of the brand Von Dutch. And it's called The Curse of Von Dutch, A Brand to Die For. And it's actually pretty fascinating. It's a three-part docuseries. It's airing on Hulu right now. All three episodes have dropped. Okay. And it's the history of this brand, but it's also a true crime show. Oh, okay. So true crime, Von Dutch. I mean, can, I don't want you to spoil anything, but can you tell us like 
like true crime, are we talking like embezzlement or like murder? Murder. <gasps> Whoa. I didn't yeah. know there was like murdery murder stuff with Von Dutch. Yes, there's murdery murder stuff with Von Dutch. No, I don't want to give things away too much. All I mean, right, it's out you. there in the public record, but it's interesting and fascinating to see the origins of these streetwear brands. And then they rise to the echelon of celebrities wearing them. And then money gets weird. People have beefs. A lot of like funny things happening. And then ultimately murder. So it's part cor- uh, cultural history. Okay. Part true crime. All right. And so far? So far, interesting. Okay. Although I think this is kind of a problem with oh. a lot of documentaries that we've been getting lately. Okay, tell me more. A lot of documentaries can't decide what they want to be because a lot of times they want to take true crime narrative tropes yeah. and make it really mysterious. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it's like, no, you can actually just give me a straight up story. You don't have to construct the narrative in a way that's so mysterious. And I think that the curse of on Dutch kind of falls into that. So maybe they're trying a little too hard. They're, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Just kind of like the brand did in general back in the day. Yeah. So that gets a little muddled, but the actual interesting history of Von Dutch, which was Von Dutch, so the story of what it is a Von Dutch anyway. Is that like a name? Yeah, it's a name, but it was the name that an old school street artist, a mechanic, a car dealer, an artist. His name is Kenneth Robert Howard. He worked under the name Von Dutch, and apparently, when you get into this story, that guy Kenneth Howard basically cursed anyone. Who tried to use and monetize Von Dutch because his whole philosophy was like, man, I'm just like, you know, channeling the universe and anything that I do. It's not original. I'm just like tapping into it. Go ahead and use it. But apparently there's a curse and the curse involves lots of funny money. It involves murder. It involves true crime. But it's a fascinating look back. And I think we're going to get to that in episodes two and three. Back at the time of celebrity that we've been wanting to revisit, you know, the time of Britney Spears, the time of Paris Hilton, all of these people are kind of coming back into the cultural narrative. And Von Dutch, that look was definitely a part of that time. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to look back. And the story seems like it's echoing the brand itself. Yes, exactly. How many episodes of this thing? Three episodes. Three episodes and it's streaming where? It's streaming on Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what's been interesting about the Von Dutch brand is that I think a couple years ago they were trying to re-enter it into the public consciousness like the Jenners, Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner were wearing Von Dutch ironically and it didn't really quite pick up. They were trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. They were trying to squeeze into something and make well, it. Which it, I think tells you a lot about where they are. Yeah. In the conversation of what's cool and what's not. Right. Perhaps. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it would be fascinating to check in with youth. And it's the like. The kids. The kids. You know, is Kylie Jenner someone who's propelling the cultural conversation forward in a way that she did, you know, when the Kylie Lip Jenner cha- or the Kylie Lip Challenge was popular? Yeah. And she was sucking on shot glasses and making her lips explode. Which is probably why they're increasingly hanging out with TikTok celebrities, et cetera. Oh, sure. Right. right. To yeah. retain relevance. Yeah. So they're pulling a Madonna like we talked about at the oh, beginning God. of the show. Madonna. The only thing worse. <laughs> Then Madonna trying to remain relevant. Imagine 40 years hence when Kylie Jenner is still trying to retain relevance. Yeah. Oh, God, oh. where are we going to be? You know, and I bet if you Google... I'm going to be in a home. Mm-hmm. I know that in 40 years. I'm going to be... Hopefully in a cruise ship home. In the singularity. 
Where's that? I don't know. My consciousness is going to be uploaded somewhere where I don't even have to worry about anything. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that could be fun. I mean, it could be fun. But, you know, <laughs> if you Google Madonna and Von Dutch, I guarantee that Madonna was right there. I know she was wearing all those Ed Hardy bedazzled things. Certainly she was in on this trend. So... If you want to go into the Wayback Machine of the 90s and 2000s and you want a little true crime while you're at it, go to Hulu. All right. Thank you for that recommendation, Holly. Now, um, we can kind of stay on the conversation of TV shows and movies because when we come back, you have a question, Holly, for the audience. A movie or TV show that you, that only you, love, right? Yeah. Share your secret love TV or movie show with us. All right. Want to know. 651-641-1071. We'll have that chat when we come back right here on my talk 1071.